We hear a lot about leasing programs and trucking. On this episode, we'll finally find out if leasing a truck is a good idea for you. I'll give you several tips on what to look for and what to look out for with leasing a truck. Hello, I'm Andrew Winkler, and this is Driven Too Far, the truth about trucking, a podcast that helps over-the-road truck drivers balance career and family. Lease purchase programs, are they a good idea? You know, in our company, it's probably the hottest topic uh, when you think about recruiting drivers, and maybe four to one for every phone call or message that comes into the company, it's somebody asking about your lease program. What do you got? How does it work? And one of the things that we typically see on the message boards when they come in is, uh, can I get a breakdown, please? Well, we'd love to share some some information with you, but uh, what is it you want broke down? So there has to be some conversations. But I think to kick it off, let's talk a little bit about the, the differences in the two most common lease programs. So the first one is a lease operator. And this is essentially a driver that's probably going to lease a new or newer truck from the carrier directly. It means the carrier's taking care of all the finance and and if we're being honest with it, you're essentially renting the truck uh, for a period of time. And there's nothing wrong with doing that. It's it's simply part of the business plan that you've come up with. So uh, lease operators, newer truck, the advantages to it is is probably still under factory warranty, or it should be. So that gives you the, the lease operator peace of mind, right? You're, you're leasing something new. Uh, it's something that you probably could not have gone out and got on your own. I know this last group of trucks that we spec'd, um, $200,000 a truck, and they just keep climbing, and they're going to get worse next year. So how how is the 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 average driver that's a, maybe a company guy now, how's he going to step up into a $200,000 piece of equipment? Does he have the credit? Does he have the down payment, the background, and stuff that he needs to get that done? In, in most cases, the answer is no, he doesn't. So when we talk and think about lease programs, they absolutely have a purpose in our industry, and it's a stepping stone for you. Uh, you're a company driver, and, and the dream's always been, I want to own my own truck. Uh, there's almost every driver I talk to, those words come out of their mouth. They want to run their own business. They want to be their own boss. But there's a huge gap of from where you're at now and where you need to be, how are you going to get there? That's where the lease programs really come in uh, from the carriers. Now, they get some negative rap out there, and uh, there's some some companies that have designed programs that are not driver friendly and in my personal opinion uh, they do take advantage of the driver but i'm here to tell you there are some good ones out there you just have to know what to look for so we mentioned the lease operator program is the new uh, truck it may be uh, a short-term lease like 12 month it probably has a walk away clause in it um, and the understanding that you're not building any equity in that truck. You're simply renting the truck for a certain period of time. So that's the lease operator. The other one is the lease purchase. So that's the other term you hear quite often out there. And what's the difference between a lease operator, lease purchase? So at least in our company, the lease purchase is typically a used truck. It might be a three or four year old truck that came out of the fleet. Uh, it may be up to a point where we are getting ready to trade it out of the fleet, uh, but it still obviously has a lot of good life in it. The driver steps in, he wants to do a lease purchase. 
typically takes 36 to 48 months. We set up the payments for them. The difference is they are going to own the truck at the end of that contract term. So within three to four years, they're going to own the truck, title in hand, uh, and then they can kind of do what they want with it. So if the truck has treated them well, haven't had a lot of maintenance issues with it, still got a lot of life left into it, uh, they may choose to continue to run that truck uh, with no payment. So think about what that scenario would do for your business and your bottom line. Uh, you got a, a revenue generating asset that, that's paid for. So that's a good scenario. The other thing they might choose to do is once they get the title in hand, maybe that thing's still worth twenty or $30,000. Now you've got some equity in, in something. You've got an asset there. You can go trade it for that next truck, that newer truck, maybe that dream truck, whatever it is. So it doesn't matter whether you're a lease operator or going with the lease purchase plan. Just understand those programs do have value in our industry, and they're a stepping stone. That's, that's essentially what they are, is a stepping stone to help you become a small business operator. Let's talk just a little bit about the pros of the lease uh, programs. First of all, most of them are set up so they're little or no down payment at all. So they're very easy to get into. Uh, a lot of carriers don't run or require any kind of credit check. Uh, so that's an advantage to drivers. Maybe if your credit score is not where you want it to be, uh, this is a great way to get into your own truck and, and not have the, the bank digging into your background. The payments on the trucks are set up so they're manageable. The, each fleet kind of knows what kind of payments a owner-operator can handle and still make a good living. When I talk to potential candidates about our lease programs, I tell them if you do the business right and you follow some of the things we're gonna help you with, you should be able to make 10 to 30% more in income than you do as a company driver. So, so really that's the goal. When you talk to drivers of why they want to get into it, it's one of two reasons. It's to make more money, and aren't we all like that? And, and the second is to become their own businessman or independent contractor. So these programs certainly help with that. If you bring an outside truck onto a carrier and you lease that truck onto that carrier and you're running under their authority, you still have to provide maintenance records uh, for all the work you do on the truck, when that's annual quarterly inspections type thing, any kind of service work that's done, that carrier that has the operating authority, they need to have a record to make sure that you're doing all the maintenance required on that truck to make sure it's safe on the road. So one of the advantages, again, to the lease operator or even the lease purchase program is that truck you picked out came out of that fleet. They've had it since it's brand new and they've got all the maintenance records already and you should be able to just plug into their maintenance system and continue to do that. The other advantage is when you think about maintenance on the trucks is there's probably a really good chance that that carrier is going to give you a discounted rate on labor rates in the shop if you continue to do the work there. You're also going to have access to discounted parts, uh, tires, the things like that. And I, the, most of the carriers I know, actually, they, they set you up an in-house maintenance account. So if you were to take your truck to an outside dealer and have work done at, at Peterbilt or Freightliner or whoever that is, they're going to expect a payment before they give you your truck back, right? 
Well, by having an in-house account set up with your carrier, uh, in many cases, at least with our company, you know, if you have a big expense as an owner-operator, and it, it's a lot, uh, we're going to work with you to figure out a payment plan uh, to get those expenses covered. So just another advantage when you go through a lease program through a carrier. It's no secret there's some uh, red flags out there when you, if you talk to other drivers. Um, I know when I the first day of driver orientation for me, I usually sit down and I, I talk with our new drivers and we talk first off about safety to kind of set the tone and the standard of, of what we expect from them um, with the safety stuff. But if I have a new lease operator coming into the orientation part, uh, the other thing I do is education is a really big part for us because the one thing I've learned over the years running orientations is I would hear the horror stories that are out there in the industry. And you, I, I kept hearing this one over and over and over again, and it was a, hey, I went through this carrier's uh, CDL training school, and I chose them because that if I went through their CDL school, they don't charge you for it, so it doesn't cost you something as if you would have gone to a community college. So I went through that, I graduated from their CDL school, and it was time to go solo. And I wanted to be a company driver. And when I got there, they said, oh, we don't have any company trucks available, but we do have a brand new lease truck available if you wanna become an owner operator. So mind you, this is somebody that's been in the industry a whole six weeks, never driven solo on their own. And here you've got these companies out there, uh, I'll just, I think it's preying on drivers um, with bad programs. So it wasn't unusual to get drivers into our orientation and kind of hear some of those stories about their experiences with lease programs in the past. So that's where kind of the bad rap, in my opinion, has come from with these lease programs is there's carriers out there that take advantage of people that had no business owning a truck yet. They haven't been in the industry long enough yet, and they didn't take the time to educate them. So in our company, one of the things we do is an education process. And I'm gonna test you a little bit. I wanna make sure that you're all in on this and you're making the right move for you. So we'll assign you some online training that you have to do before you come to orientation. That's the first big test, is to see that you did the, the online training you were supposed to do. If you walk in the day of orientation and you didn't get it completed, I'm not so sure how serious you are about being a businessman. Uh, the next thing is I, I do about a half a day workshop with all our drivers and we just talk about things that, that are going to come up as you go down this road and this new adventure for you, first time business owner. Uh, and I'm really trying to change your mindset going from a company employee to an independent contractor. Things change and you have to think about things differently. Uh, all of a sudden you're paying for the fuel. When you have downtime between loads, that's on you. There's no extra pay for that. You have to have a plan for health insurance for you and the family because you're no longer a company employee. You're a contractor and you have to provide that. We cannot, as a company, provide you those type of benefits. One of the biggest red flags uh, that I've seen over the years and heard about, and I've actually seen some from drivers sharing uh, settlements with me from a, a previous employer, a previous carrier, is the amount of chargebacks. 
So when you look at a settlement for your carrier, it should be very clean, transparent, and easy to understand. If you get to the last page of your settlement every week and it lists all these chargebacks that the, the carrier is charging you back for this mobile comm system and so many maintenance miles and, and this and that, uh, and then you look at the bottom line and it's not anywhere close to what you thought it would be, that's a red flag. So. Talk to some drivers if you're considering a lease program, maybe talk to some of their owners and lease guys that are currently there or previously there and ask about the chargebacks. Are they transparent? Do they treat you fair? Or is it just there's so much information, it's so confusing that it's really hard to understand. That That's definitely a red flag. Take the time to read through the contract. Any carrier that tries to rush you through the process, get you to sign on the dotted line, and doesn't give you time to read through the contract or answer your questions about the contract, big red flag. Step aside and don't do it. Uh, I have no problem uh, giving our, our potential or new contractors a copy of the contract. Uh, I encourage them to look it over overnight, take a couple days, whatever it takes. Have your wife or your spouse look through it with you to see if they notice anything. You know what, they're legal contracts, so there's some big words in there, right? There's some lawyer talk in there that, that can be a little confusing, but there's nothing wrong with making some highlights in that contract or uh, you know, some question marks on things you don't understand. So get clarity that you need before you sign anything. There's some, there's some legal words and phrases in there that probably have to be put in there, but nothing in there should scare you. And it shouldn't have a lot of lingo in there about fines and penalties and all those kinds of things. If, if it feels like that carrier wants to fine you or penalize you for every little thing that may go wrong, that's a red flag. So let's talk a little bit about balloon payments. This is something that always comes up. And I think when drivers inquire about our lease programs or any lease programs, they've been conditioned to ask about, well, does it have a balloon payment? Well, yeah, uh, most of them do. And let me tell you where that comes from. I think it's just a lack of understanding. So if you were to go lease uh, a new pickup today, uh, they would set up your payments for 36 or 48 months or whatever that looks like. And at the end of that agreement, that vehicle is still going to be worth a residual value. That residual value is, in essence, the balloon payment that is due. So at the end of that lease, you have probably two options. You can give the vehicle back and walk away from it, or you could write a check for that balloon or residual value on the vehicle, then it's yours. So I think some drivers get caught up in that idea of a balloon payment and it's a negative thing. It's not necessarily a negative thing. It's a, it's a very natural thing in the process. What I think drivers have a misunderstanding or the questions they probably need to ask the carrier is, if I get to the end of this contract and there is a residual or a balloon payment on the vehicle, will you help me finance that? That's that's the difference maker to me. So in, in our case, we will certainly do that. We'll turn around and make you a loan for the residual. So you take that lease operator program and you essentially turn it into a lease purchase program in the end. So you could physically own that truck at the end of the agreement. I think a lot of the carriers, they don't offer the financing for the balloon payment at the end. And that's that rubs drivers wrong. They think, oh, it's just a scam and it's set up that way. 
Well, you're kind of right. The The expectation is that you will give the truck back at the end of the three-year, four-year term, whatever it is, can't make the balloon payment, and then they're going to try to sign you up again for that next lease. So just understand what a balloon payment actually is, and one of the questions you should ask a recruiter is, will you help me finance the balloon at the end of the contract? One of the key things with a good lease program is you got to know if that carrier is going to stand behind you or not. So we hate to think about catastrophic type failures with the vehicle, uh, but they certainly can happen. So a, a lease operator, hopefully that vehicle is under warranty, but let's talk a little bit for a minute how warranties work. So typically when the vehicle's brand new, it has a bumper to bumper, maybe a 100,000 mile warranty. In our case, we purchase extended warranties for four-year 500,000. So we're covering the major components like the engine, the transmission, the rear ends, and uh, the DEF system. So we know that's a, a critical problem with these these trucks. So we we do that. We produce or or purchase the extra uh, the warranty things. So the thing you need to ask the carrier and think about is what happens when you do have a critical failure? Are they going to be there to support you through that? Let's say you've got a transmission goes out, uh, truck's out of warranty, it's going to be on your dime. That's a lot of money. You know, it could be five, ten thousand dollars Who knows what that could be? An engine is $30,000 to have something rebuilt. How in the world are you going to pay for that? Most contractors I know don't have that much money set aside. So the real question becomes, and you should ask the recruiter this, what happens if I have a failure and are you going to stand behind me? In our case, we do. I just always tell the drivers that, listen, we're going to work this out because if I don't stand behind you in the truck and we don't figure out a payment plan or something like that to get you back on the road, uh, you're essentially going to walk and I'm going to end up with a broke truck. So that doesn't do either one of us any good. So that's kind of our philosophy in uh, standing behind the drivers and the lease programs that we build. Thanks for joining me here today for Driven Too Far. Subscribe now so you don't miss any of the trucking industry secrets that you need to know as a driver. We'll see you next time for more truth about trucking.